Hello everyone. I'm Shwetangana Chakrabarti, the editor of The International Educator. A big warm welcome to the Thai podcast series. The Thai podcasts aim to bring alive the latest research in education, leadership strategies, DEIJ initiatives, classroom stories and student initiatives. Thai will be inviting the thought leaders, the school leaders, the student leaders in international education to share their stories with our audience. In the next 20 to 30 minutes, we will take you through a journey of excellence in education. This is our way of building capacity within our community by inspiring, equipping and empowering you with the finest examples of practice in education. Keep listening and keep sharing. So, warm welcome to everybody. Uh, this podcast is being brought to you by jointly by the International Educator and the Principals Training Center. Both the uh, PTC and Thai are arms of the same nonprofit organization and I'm Bambi Betts the CEO of our overarching organization. Since the beginning over 3 decades ago our mission has always been the same and it's to provide services and tools to advance learning and leading and teaching in international schools. And as many of you will know, uh, PTC provides professional learning opportunities for educators and for leaders and Thai that uh, provides recruitment and career development tools as well as curates and creates content relevant to international schools. So as a service organization, we like probably you in your schools feel that we have a moral obligation, a moral responsibility to continually explore and you know and create new ways uh, to assist international schools to remain that kind of have that laser focus on their purpose of more and better learning for all kids the ones that are in their charge so in fact this whole series that um you're going to be engaging with is dedicated to exploring one such major tool and this is the use of the standards of practice for international educators as one way to advance quality teaching to uplift the profession this is really important to us is that these we want to uplift the profession we often have issues with whether we are a full-fledged profession and one of the ways that we can do that is through the establishment and promotion uh, and reaching towards standards and of course their application um to achieve more equity of access by all kids to quality teaching so that's kind of the big overarching idea so over the past several years Thai and the PTC have collaborated with researchers and practitioners who are really focused on this idea of quality teaching being the major ingredient the difference uh, to learning and teaching. And together we've established these international standards of practice. Apart from that, many schools around the world have realized the power of standards in general uh, to impact learning and today we're going to have a conversation about that with some representatives of a particular international school to guide us to the diving in piece here we've invited Sue Easton who is our director of programs at the PTC uh, to get us started so Sue over to you 
Thanks so much, Bambi. And welcome to Azra Pathan and Jeff Farrington from ISKL who are joining us for this podcast. Could you please introduce yourselves to our listeners, telling us your name, your role, and why you wanted to talk to us about professional standards for teachers? Yeah, thanks, Sue. My name is Azra Pathan. I'm the current Director of Learning at the International School of Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia. This is my 13th year there. I've held a variety of different roles, and I originally hail from Cupertino, California, where I started my career and was an administrator there. This is a really important topic that really is at the key of the practices that happen at the International School of Kuala Lumpur. We are grounded in systematizing the standards that we have to make sure that we are providing quality education to our students. Hi, everyone. Hello, Sue. Uh, uh, Jeff Farrington. I'm the high school principal at ISKL. I've been in international education since uh, 94, and I've had uh, I've also worked in public and independent schools, but mostly international and, and an administrator since 2020. And this is my ninth year as high school principal at ISKL. And I guess I see the standards as the, the starting point. Um, and, and there's a parallel here when we talk about professional learning and student achievement uh, with, with what administrators do with teachers talking about professional standards and with what teachers do with students with, with the standards of learning. Um, so the standards for us are what, what do we want the teacher to know and be able to do? And that's grounded in best practice research statements, how we know and improve student learning. And then indicators would suggest to us the success criteria. Um, and so then we can we can work with those standards and those indicators and have the conversations mm -hmm. and, and implement tools and strategies for, for professional development for growth of, of teachers. Um, not to use them just as measurement tools, but as, as far as helping teachers get better through that growth and development process to ultimately impact student learning. Great. Thank you so much for that overview. We'd actually love to hear the story of how teacher standards were chosen at ISKL, how they're currently being used, and what impact that you are seeing both on professional practice and, as Jeff said, ultimately about student learning, what impact that you're seeing. So, Azra, maybe you can start with your K-12 um, K to school-wide perspective, and then we can hear some specifics about secondary from Jeff. Sure. So in around 2014, we were started working with Mr. Rami Madani, who was then the director of learning and the current head of school. He started work with James Strong, and we worked to develop learning principles and use the strong standards and the research that he was bringing in to develop the standards that we have adopted at ISKL. So the strong standards form the base for the growth and evaluation process here at ISKL. We took those learning principles and the standards and created our robust uh, evaluation process, appraisal process that um, guides our administrators in providing feedback and uh, growth and support for, for classroom teachers and their practices, as well as all the other roles. And so as the process continued, we realized that the learning principles had taken a sideline and um, they were too bulky to actually live and be socialized within that. We had some challenges with 
with the systems in place and not having enough buy-in for the learning principles so that they became very much a document that lived on a shelf or in a drive now. And so it was really important for us in the last few years to take a look at our standards again and look at those learning principles. And so in uh, the last couple of years under the former directors of learning, uh, Praxia Apostle and Stacy Stevens, um, we they have we have led the work in the development of the learning and the operational principles and the learn so the learning principles are those that those key concepts and belief statements that uh, guide the learning and the instructional piece of the school and the operational principles guide the the how the school works the operations at ISKL so we looked at all the key elements of our guiding statements went through a process to translate them about what happens through in the classroom for learning and in the workplace for operations and it was very clear that we wanted to have a correspondence between the values, the, the school's mission and vision, so that together we could transform the way we were learning and working at ISKL. So whilst the learning principles guided our teaching and learning for many years, this is our first year where we have operational principles that have been created to standardize um, across all departments what we believe is operational excellence. And so together with that, we went through a process that created a system that would unify all the, all the learning that was happening, especially post-pandemic when things were a little shaky, things that we wanted uh, to happen, uh, happen differently online. And so it was really important for us to reconsider what learning looked like uh, now that we are back on campus. Uh, we developed these in a way that uh, was were memorable, that had language that was assigned, and we we knew that it was important to identify instruction as the core. And so, looking at things like engagement and growth and access, the environment. Cha appropriate challenge and collaboration, all of those things became systematized in a very clear visual with language that helps unify the way our teachers look at it. And so the ultimate result was a learning principle system that has a definition, concepts, indicators, three indicators each, and then look-fors, which uh, Jeff will talk to more about how our administrators can help support the instruction that happens in the classroom. So at iScale, we have a commitment to standards-based practice uh, through these uh, two parallel uh, sets of principles. It's a very systematic approach to school-wide uh, tier one instruction that has very specific look-fors, uh, opportunities for our administrators to have growth and evaluation conversations, and then help us to then develop further tools to help support uh, in school improvement instructional practice and align um, our conversations across collaborations that happen across all the divisions. Thanks, Azra. I heard some um, some key messages there about alignment, making sure that the language is memorable, systematizing things. Some really good messages for our listeners. Thank you so much. I'm going to turn it over to Jeff. Yeah, so maybe I can tell you how it's sort of operationalized at the high school level. Um, 
if we accept the premise that there is a clear connection with with improving teacher performance through professional development based on research practices, proven practices that improve student learning, then what we would wish is the entire school at the high school level, all our practitioners then are using these standards to then help with their professional growth to impact student learning. So how this is operationalized at high school um, um, as I suggested, the standards are the uh, what we want teachers to know and be able to do, and we want to see that in the classroom. The indicators help us with uh, more specificity around practice, and then and then we w wish to follow that sort of parallel what teachers do with students. We as administrators can can work with teachers, and therefore we collect some data to be able to provide feedback for reflection and for professional growth. And so some of the structures that we've, we've implemented uh, at, at iScale, um, student survey data. We would use student survey data, which would be, the questions would be then written from the performance standards that we adopt. So James Strong currently are the standards we use as, as Ezra said, we're, we're, we're moving towards alignment with our learning principles. And we would have um, questions that we would, the teachers would ask their, their students and then the teacher would be able to then collect that student survey data and reflect on and have professional conversations and reflective conversations around what the students are saying in the classroom. So that's one way that we would align our practice with the standards that we that we believe in. Um, and another way would be um, observational data. So whether that's peer to peer, whether that's administrator coming in and taking a look at and drop in visit or a, or a formal full cycle observation. Again, the administrator would be collecting data not making evaluations, not making judgments judgments or inferences, but just collecting some data, sharing that with a teacher. And that data, of course, is structured around the standards um, that we are all uh, using. And then the reflective conversation happens using that as data. Uh, uh, other, uh, of course, uh, we can't forget student performance results, learning results. I, I believe and I probably misquote Bambi from early 2000s when she said, we, we can't consider ourselves a profession unless we're using student learning data as part of our performance evaluations. And so we take a look at uh, student perform performance data, growth in their learning, um, and have reflective conversations around that. And that, of course, would be embedded in our professional standards that we would, that we would espouse. Of course, you can, schools, many schools use other structures and tools to collect data for feedback to improve professional development and professional growth, such as um, videotape in the classroom, and, and then a teacher would look at it and self-appraise or have a peer or an administrator uh, uh, invest in a reflective conversation. You've probably heard of schools that have um, walkthroughs, structures like that, where they collect data and share data to provide opportunity for those reflective conversations. So, so we use the standards they live and breathe in our school to, to provide non-judgmental data to then have the conversations to, to move learning forward for the teacher. Fantastic. Thanks, Jeff. So key message is about uh, the collection of data for feedback and ultimately for making change that is either about growth uh, for the teacher or about impact on student learning. So thank you so much for that. As part of this podcast, we wanted to share the set of standards that Bambi um, alluded to at the beginning that were created by the PTC, interestingly, in conjunction with James Strong uh, and with input from Kevin Simpson at ALOC. And now 
they are part of the Thai resume builder for teachers, where they can show evidence of these international professional standards to school seeking candidates. So they can use them kind of in the way you were just talking about, Jeff, as creating their own portfolio of evidence. So we would love you to talk about um, the standard for international teachers that says international teachers will think systematically, reflect on, and learn from practice. Yeah, thanks, Sue. So um, so that's a pretty broad standard. So that gives us an opportunity to then take a look at what we're talking about teacher professional growth here to impact student learning. And, and what we know about adult learners, uh, there are a few characteristics about adult learning, such as deprivatizing your practice. Um, uh, adults love to learn in collaboration. Um, as I as I suggested, there there does need to be some sort of focus on student learning results. Um, we also take a look at um, self directedness in adult learners, and so there's there's possibly some opportunity here for autonomy, maybe even some individualized goal setting, as we take a look at this. So that's a broad standard that talks about reflecting on and learning from practice. So again, we would go back to that cycle of of what is the purpose of our supervision evaluation program? Is it is it to help teachers get better or is it to measure teachers to make an evaluative statement? And so 90% of our work is hopefully we hire <laughs> we hire teachers well. And of course the standards would be used in that hiring process and that recruiting process too, right? So that would inform our questions. It would inform our background checks or our reference checks on teachers. It would inform us providing information to teachers so that they could make informed decisions about a possible next fit for them as well. We're, we're looking for, for th them to be happy and contributing members and, and being fulfilled in their role in the school, uh, uh, as, as well as us looking for high quality uh, teachers as well. So the standards would be used right from the beginning. Hopefully we hire well, and then we would use the standards to then help develop them. 90% of our work would be on that growth aspect. So um, reflecting on and learning from practice, we will go back to that cycle of, of taking a look at some data um, in conjunction with the teacher. Oftentimes it's through a coaching model. Oftentimes providing a teacher with autonomy, you, you are allowing them to be self-directed. You are allowing them to be reflective and to choose the area in which they wish to work. Um, and then you would collect some data for them or you would help them analyze some data and go forward there. So um, I'm thinking about, uh, Ezra mentioned the instructional piece. So James Strong standard would be instructional delivery. We might uh, in our learning practice, in our learning principles at ISKL call it um, access. And so one thing we know is that students will, will learn when they know what the learning target is, when, when the teacher makes it very clear to them, this is where we're going. And teachers often use statements like students will be able to by the end of the 80 minute lesson, for example, sharing the success criteria with students. What will it look like with success, either in an exemplar or a rubric or such. So you can work with a teacher in a specific area like this, link to the standard, collect some data, have some reflective conversations, and then provide an opportunity for the teacher to build a growth area, a goal, a next step. Um, and, and so that mini progression um, allows us to use the standards to then narrow down and look at something that uh, the teacher might want to work on to get better in, in the classroom to impact, obviously, impact student learning positively. Great. Thanks so much, Jeff. Um, 
the PTC slash tie standards as they were created um, were created without the indicators and the look fors. And part of the thinking was the context of the schools are different. And so there might be um, some specifics that you want in a different place. But we also were really thinking about them as professional standards. And as such, they would be defined by the professionals, which are the, the teachers. And so the collecting of evidence may look different by teacher in addition to what the school's context was. Is there anything that you can add to that about um, just in general, the collection of evidence in relation to that standard, how it might look at ISKL? Yes, um, and you know, teacher practice varies and we it's really up, we value the autonomy our teachers have, it, particularly at the stage three level of the planning. And so it's very important for us to be, and the, to be systematic about it. And that's one of the reasons why we chose to talk about uh, standard nine, uh, those three pieces of being systematic, reflective and learning focused is in our elements of good teaching practice. And so when we think about professional growth for educators, we trust that they will be defining their own goals. They are critical of their own practice and have a, a determination and a commitment to grow in their craft. And so as you think about as administrators, as uh as teachers supporting coaching conversations and growth conversations for them, we'd like to provide that reflective practice. One piece is standardizing those high yield practices. That's why ISKL has chosen to have these look fors so that we have some common language, some common pedagogical practices that we are looking for in every classroom. We're privileged to hire the best of educators. We know they're good at what they do. We want to be able to support uh, their own growth and create some nuanced um, goal setting for them. And that's hard when educators are really great at what they do. We want to be able um, to have these reflective conversations. And so the look fors are are helpful. Um, we also uh, provide autonomy in terms of professional learning. How, what selection do they they make for how they're getting better? This year, we are offering uh, book clubs that teachers are sponsoring that allow them to pursue areas of interest, whether it's translanguaging or neuroscience or failing forward um, or highly able students. And so these are interest areas of our teachers, and we want to be able to support their learning. The other aspect of it is action research. We know that we don't stop being learners and and need to grow in our practices with current, uh, with new research and innovative ideas. And so in order to sponsor that, um, ISKL is really investing a lot of energy into uh as teachers get more bandwidth and stamina coming back from uh, the online learning to really engage in action research and invite them to have these opportunities to do action research as one of our teachers did, our Spanish teachers, a teacher at the high school actually did an action research for IRCOS and was able to uh, demonstrate how growth happens for our educators. Um, because they have that autonomy to be able to guide their own learning. So there's some elements of 
you know, instruction and how we calibrate and how we create some systematized uh, pedagogies that help support our teachers, um, but then also providing them opportunities for professional learning and action research that can help them grow in their craft. Thanks so much for those examples, Azra. It really connects to what Jeff was talking about, about the parallel tracks between what we do for students and what we do for uh, teachers with goal setting, commitment to growth. And I love the connection to um, high yield practices that uh, systematizing those. Great. Bambi, you've got one final question before we um, ask for our closing question. Go ahead. The, um, the practical examples, which is really what this is all about, is to kind of uh, socialize out there in the international schools. What's really going on? We talk about this thing called international schools, but in the end, you know, what are the actual things that, that help define it? I think both of you have had experiences in schools where you didn't have standards. And I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts very briefly on what is the difference? You know, um, we're we're all holding a belief that having these will professionalize um, the whole roles of, of leading and teaching in schools. So if you could maybe each of you um, just give 30 seconds on what's the difference having uh, these professional standards as the as one of the two core pieces that you design from and implement from. Yeah, sure. Um, so scattershot. Um, not to say that professional growth doesn't happen in schools that don't have standards, but it is a lot more haphazard. It, it, it doesn't rely on the social capital of the school. Um, you, you, you hopefully hire well, and then you hopefully help that individual teacher move forward, but it is a lot more scattershot. You have islands of excellence. Um, we know that adult learning needs to be collaborative in nature, or, or it, it's best advanced if it's collaborative in nature, and that uh, is forwarded in an environment where you have common language, common processes, commonalities such as standards. Yeah, standards provide a common language and a common expectation so that our teachers can perform and measure their performance in relation to student learning having growth conversations, not just with administrators, but with each other. So when they are engaging in in calibration of writing samples, or they're looking at their own practice, they're able to share a sa the same language alignment in their practices, and they're coming from the same field, the same baseline. And I think that's so important to start with that same baseline so that the conversations are then nurtured upward and forward in line with student uh, impact and student learning, as opposed to getting thoughts together and then trying to find a meeting point. So it's great to be able to come with the same vantage uh, for all of our teachers who are coming from a variety of different places. Great. Thanks so much for your insights. So finally, in one line each, um, is there any advice that you would give to schools to enhance the use of professional standards in their international school? So one piece of advice for each of you. Hmm. Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> one line. I, I guess start. Choose, choose a set of standards. Oftentimes, the best standards also include a, a, some sort of student progress uh, indicator, um, growth in learning results, um, some sort of measurement there. Start. Love it. Azra. 
Take the time to listen to your teachers, see where their needs are, um, and then choose standards that meet the culture and the context of your school. Wonderful. I want to, on behalf of both the PTC and Ty, thank you both for your time, your insight, and for sharing your stories as well. Really helpful for all of us in our community. Bambi, any closing words? Just a big thank you to, to both of you for stepping up and um, helping us together in this international school community um, to kind of upgrade our profession of teaching and learning and really make that difference to student learning. So thank you both. Thank you for having us. Thank you all. Thank you for listening to the Thai podcast. We will be back again with more to keep you informed and to keep you connected with international educators from around the world. Do check out our website for more news and research articles on international education. Also, write to me at editor at tieonline.com if you would like to share an article. Article submission details can also be found on our website www.tieonline.com. Once again, thank you and hope you learned something new today. Stay kind and stay connected. See you soon.